The Rookie Leaders Podcast, episode 35, Three Keys to Leading Effective Meetings. Welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast, the podcast of veteran leaders offering leadership lessons to newbies. Whether you're brand new to leadership or expanding your leadership responsibilities, this podcast will provide the knowledge and experience you need to lead courageously and effectively. This podcast is a production of the Credible Leadership Group, a coaching and consulting firm devoted to your leadership development, career advancement, and personal growth. Learn more at CredibleLeaders.com. So grab your notebook, a pen, and your bulletproof coffee as we explore the leadership lessons every leader needs to master. Now, here's your host, Michael Tanner. Well, hello there, my friend. Michael Tanner here, your host. Welcome to another episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As I say at the beginning of every single episode, I am so grateful that you've chosen to spend this time with me. I know there's lots of other things you could be doing with your time, lots of other leadership content that's out there, but you've chosen to spend this time with me, and I'm so grateful for that. Thank you so much for doing that. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about three keys to leading an effective meeting. I'm sure you're like me and you feel like a lot of the meetings that you are invited to and that you attend are rather ineffective. Or maybe also like me, you feel like you have scheduled a meeting or maybe you have an, a recurring meeting with your team, a leadership meeting with your team or something like that. And you just feel like over time that this meeting has kind of devolved into uh, a situation where it's not being an effective meeting for you or it's not bringing a lot of value to you uh, or to your team members. Uh, well, I want to talk to you about uh, three keys to changing that. You don't have to dread the meetings that you're invited to anymore. You don't have to dread the meetings that you've scheduled and worry that it's a waste of time for you or your people. You can know that you're leading a very, very effective meeting. And today I want to share with you, I want to talk you through three keys to ensuring that your meetings that you're uh, attending to or that you've scheduled, invited others to, uh, that uh, three keys to, to make those effective meetings. Um, so if you've been invited to a meeting, you can ask some of these questions and uh, to, related to these three keys and know that you're going to be attending an effective meeting. If it's a meeting that you're scheduling and inviting others to, then if you'll follow these three keys, then you know you're going to have uh, an effective meeting and it's going to bring a lot of value to you and also to your team members. Now, before I dive into these three keys, I do want to make you aware that uh, I have a full video course called Leading Effective Meetings inside of our Credible Leaders community membership into the community is free as well as this video course of leading effective meetings it is also free it's a great video course uh, to walk you through some of these three keys as well as some other details even has a meeting template that you can use uh, you can actually install this template such that when you create a meeting 
uh, it'll, you know, you have this template that you can use to create that meeting to ensure that you know you have an effective meeting. So I encourage you to check that out. You can head over to community.credibleleaders.com, community.credibleleaders.com. That's where you can join our leadership community for free. And then as you look under the courses tab there inside the community, you'll find the Leading Effective Meetings course, as well as some other courses that we have that are there that are also free. So be sure you check that out, community.credibleleaders.com. You'll find this content we're going to share in this podcast and much, much more in that video course entitled Leading Effective Meetings. So let's dive in. Let's jump into what are the what are three keys related to ensuring that you're leading effective meetings. And the first key is, if you will, a bit of a paradigm shift, or it's a it's a bit of a a, a mindset shift regarding meetings. Because so often we have a meeting and we we feel like we have a question or a problem or something that we have to discuss or need to make a decision on or whatever it might be, and we just invite a bunch of people. And we don't necessarily have the end in mind. We're just going to invite a bunch of people. We're going to sit around the table or here in these COVID pandemic days, we're going to sit together on Zoom and we're going to just kind of talk through this. We're going to kind of hash this out and kind of in an ad hoc manner, um, we're going to kind of just walk through this together. And unfortunately, that's not going to lead to an effective meeting. If you're going to have an effective meeting, the first thing you have to do, so the first key to an effective meeting is to have a desired outcome in mind. So shift your mindset for your meetings, make all of your meetings outcome-based, right? You have a desired outcome and that's gonna be the basis of your meeting, okay? We're not just getting people together and we're gonna try to solve this problem. And, And so what you wanna have is this desired outcome and you wanna state that desired outcome upfront to those individuals that you're inviting to your meeting, okay? So some examples of desired out, uh, desired outcomes. It might be a decision needs to make, be made, right? So desired outcome, decision made. And then, well, what is the topic of this decision, obviously, that we are uh, going to make a decision on? But that tells all of those that are invited to your meeting that the end result, the desired outcome for this meeting is that we arrive at a decision. And so if I'm invited to your meeting, I know that I need to come prepared enough to make a decision, right? So if if it's a topic I don't know enough about to help you make a decision, then I've got some homework to do before I come to your meeting. Uh, I've got to, uh, to do some study. I've got to do some research, whatever it might be. I've got to talk to some people on my team. I've got to do whatever necessary to come to this meeting prepared to help you or help the group that's in this meeting make a decision. If I don't know that this meeting is about making a decision, then I'm not going to do that work ahead of time. And I'm going to show up and then we're going to start talking uh, through the topic. And at some point in time, I will realize, oh, well, we want to make a decision, but I didn't talk to so-and-so on my team. And so I need to go back and talk to them. And then I can let you, right? And so you see how not knowing the desired outcome up front doesn't enable your attendees to prepare for making, you know, for coming to that meeting and then making a decision. Now, other desired outcomes for a meeting, it it may be just, you know, um, uh, information passing, you know, maybe there's some information that needs to be passed. Some, Some changes have been made or 
you know, some, some recent news within the, the team or within the company, and you need to disperse this information. You need to share this information. Well, the desired outcome is shared information, right? And so that tells your attendees, I don't really have to do any homework. I don't have to do anything up front. This is not a decision that we're making or anything like that. I just need to show up and the, you know, the information will be dispersed. Uh, and so that could be a, des a desired outcome is could be, you know, shared information. Uh, maybe you have a desired outcome of, you know, creating a plan. And so you need to, uh, you know, you've got a project in, in front of you that you need to plan out. And so you're bringing key individuals on the team together in this meeting. And the desired outcome is to leave the meeting with a plan for executing through that project. Well, that tells me as an attendee, I'd better do my homework up front to know and bring to this meeting the information I need to put on a schedule and put into a plan for executing through this project. It tells all of your under other attendees that they need to do the same thing. Otherwise, again, if they don't know the desired outcome is to create a plan inside the pro inside this meeting, then they show up unprepared. They don't have all the details that they need for their part of the plan. And therefore, in the meeting, you can't really create a plan. You just have a meeting and everybody goes away and says, well, I'm not prepared. I need to go back to my team and talk to them and build a schedule and, and bring all that. In, right. So you've got to start with desired outcome. OK, so and again, there's any number of these desired outcomes you can. But the, the important thing is you can build that list of desired outcomes and you can add to it or modify it. But the most important thing is to state that up front in your meeting invite as you're inviting attendees state your desired outcome up front such that as that when they come to the meeting they know what is what the the end is right they know what the, the desired outcome is and they come prepared for that so make sure that all of your meetings are outcome-based meetings right a desired outcome meeting we're not just having a meeting to then tell everybody surprise upon everybody we're building a plan we're telling them up front we're gonna you know, this is for planning purposes to build a plan for this project and let them know that up front okay so that's key number one key number two key number two it it, it ties heavily to key number one of outcome-based meetings but key number two is limit your attendance and what i mean by that is limit your attendance to only those team members or teammates necessary for the desired outcome so here's what happens oftentimes when we struggle with limiting the attendance to the meeting and it and it's associated with a confusion around what is the desired outcome. So let's take for instance that we need to have a meeting such that we can make a decision, right? We we've, we've got a uh, you know an A or B decision that we need to make uh, and so we need to have a meeting in order to 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 make that decision, get together uh, with all the relevant information from all the relevant team members and make a decision. But then what happens as we're planning that meeting, we say to ourselves, well, if we decide on option A, then this person in our team needs to be aware of that. So I'm going to invite them to the meeting also. But then on the other hand, if we choose option B, these other two people also need to know about that decision. So I'm going to also invite those two people to this meeting. So then what we've done is we've invited the core group of people that need to make the decision, but then we've also 
invited other team members to this meeting because we feel like they need to be aware of the decision. And so you can see in that scenario how we've, we've kind of mixed two desired outcomes. Remember, the primary outcome, desired outcome for this meeting was to make a decision. But then we've mixed in with this meeting now the outcome of awareness, making people aware of the decision, right? So we've mixed two desired outcomes into this single meeting. And, and we really shouldn't do that. We need to limit our attendance strictly to those individuals needed to make the decision. Now, you can probably see exactly why we need to limit that to just the people that are making the decision because anytime we bring other people to the meeting, then they're certainly going to have input. And I'm not suggesting in any way that their input is not true or not valid or not legitimate. I'm just saying that it's going to slow down the process of making the decision. So you've brought the key members, uh, team members to the meeting necessary for making the decision. But when you invite those other team members to the meeting, just for the sake of awareness, you're mixing these outcomes. Then you, you make opportunity for other information coming in and confusing the situation and making that decision maybe even more difficult to make or taking more time to make, right? Now, again, I'm not suggesting in any way that the input that would come from those individuals isn't true or valid or legitimate. But remember, if you'll stick to the primary desired outcome for this meeting, a decision to be made, and then you will inform those that you're inviting to the meeting that that's the desired outcome, the desired outcome is a decision on this topic, then that gives those members that are invited to the meeting an opportunity to go to those other team members, solicit their information, solicit their feedback or their thoughts or their concerns, and then bring it to the meeting for the purpose of making the decision, right? So you can keep the, the attendance limited to only those individuals necessary for your desired outcome. Don't mix multiple desired outcomes into a single meeting, right? Just like the example I just gave, you, you don't mix a decision-making outcome and an awareness, right? Or, or an information dispersing uh, outcome. You don't mix those two into a single meeting, again, because it's going to make the primary desired outcome of making a decision all that much more difficult. Okay, so key number two, Limit your attendance to only those team members necessary to accomplish the desired outcome, right? So you can see how those two key uh, keys to effective meetings are tied together. First, start with your desired outcome and then determine who are the key team members necessary to achieve that desired outcome, okay? So uh, key number three, key number three here to effective meetings, and this is something that is often overlooked. And I believe it is rather difficult. I, I will be honest with you that it is difficult because we all have extremely busy schedules. But too often, we schedule our meetings strictly based on availability, solely based on availability. So let's say that we have a meeting and to stick with our example, we have a meeting where we need to make an important decision. So we have our desired outcome. We limit, we narrow our audience down to, let's say, five team members. So there's five individuals that we need to find some time on the schedule 
and get us together for making this very, very big and important decision. Well, unfortunately, one of the worst things that we can do is to just simply find the first available slot or spot in all of our calendars that happens to be available at the same time, right? So we typically, we go into Outlook or we go into whatever our, our scheduling or calendar application is, and we look at all five of those individuals and we say, okay, tomorrow at four o'clock, everybody is available. So let's grab that slot and let's have this meeting. Well, there's a few challenges with that. First of all, you want to be sure that you're scheduling this meeting in such a manner that gives those attendees the time needed to do the homework that they might need to do. So as I mentioned earlier, you are asking for a decision, but those team, those individuals you've invited to your meeting, they may need to go to other individuals and solicit information, solicit feedback and concerns and so forth, and then bring that to the meeting. You've got to give them time to do that. Okay. So tomorrow at four o'clock may not be giving them enough time to do that. But secondly, it's important because of this, you have to recognize that especially in these really, really important meetings where, you know, important decisions have to be made. If this is an awareness type meeting, I just need to make you aware of something, then the timing in the day is not all that important. But if this is a really, really important strategic topic of decision, or maybe it's a brainstorming session, or as I mentioned earlier, maybe it's a planning meeting, we, we need to leave the meeting with a plan, then you want to ensure that you're getting the best possible version of those team members in your meeting. And so likely one of the worst times that you can do that meeting is at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. After a long day, they've probably dealt with a lot of other issues, put out a lot of other fires, solved a lot of problems for a lot of other people. They're kind of tired at this point. They're kind of exhausted. This is kind of the point in the day where you just kind of want to clean up your, your email inbox and get home, right? So it's not a strategic move on your part to set up such an important meeting that requires such strategic thinking and such, you know, mental energy. It's not, you know, wise on your part to have that meeting late in the afternoon. It'd be much better if you were able to have that meeting early in the morning. Okay. So you're not just looking for the first available time that everyone has on their calendar. You need to be looking for strategic time within the day. Now, that being said, you may have a meeting that uh, the desired outcome is simply uh, awareness, making someone aware of something. And so you may have a group of people and you just need to share information with that group of people to make them aware of some announcements, some changes that are being made, whatever it might be. Well, it's okay then to have that type of meeting maybe at 4 p.m. in the afternoon because that type of meeting doesn't require the higher level thinking that, you know, the strategic thinking, it doesn't require the mental capacity to make really tough or really, really important decisions. And so those types of meetings, those meetings where the desired outcome is just awareness or, you know, sharing information, then sure, you can have those meetings uh, in the afternoon, again, when, when the attendees are, you know, less fresh and, and less mentally prepared to make such critical decisions and, and things like that. So just be very strategic about the timing of your meeting and associate this, you know, the timing of that meeting with the desired outcome and ensure 
that you and the rest of the attendees of that meeting are bringing the best version of themselves to that meeting that is to deliver that purpose, that particular outcome. So there you have it. There you have the three keys to leading effective meetings. First of all, you've got to be sure that you know the desired outcome of your meeting. Be explicit about the desired outcome of your meeting and be sure to share that with everyone that you're going to invite up front. Don't surprise them with the desired outcome. When you get into the meeting, you got to share that up front so that they can do the homework necessary and come to the meeting prepared to deliver that desired outcome that you have. And then secondly, be sure that you limit your attendees to those team members relevant to the desired outcome. Don't mix multiple desired outcomes in your meeting. So in other words, if you have a decision to make, but then you also have team members that need to be aware of that decision, don't mix those two desired outcomes and then invite everyone. Instead, have two meetings, one for the desire or one with the desired outcome of a decision, and then second, the meeting for awareness, right? So be sure you limit your attendees to only those individuals needed for that desired outcome. And then thirdly, be strategic about your timing. Be strategic about your timing. If you have a meeting that requires a lot of mental capacity, you know, a lot of, uh, of strategic thinking, decision-making, important, tough decisions, you want to have that earlier in the day. Other meetings, maybe awareness, just make announcements. You can have those later in the day. Be strategic so that you ensure the best version of you and the best version of your meeting attendees are showing up to accomplish that desired outcome. Don't just settle for the very first time that's available in everyone's a calendar. Be sure you be strategic with your meeting. Hey, I hope this has really helped you and I hope this helped you to build out great meetings so that you can lead them effectively and lead your team well. Hey, don't forget about the community over at community.credibleleaders.com. Inside that community, you'll find a video course about leading effective meetings. It goes into much more detail about what we've shared here today as well. So don't, don't miss out on that. It's a free membership into the community. So head over to community.credibleleaders.com. Until I speak with you again next week, be blessed and lead well. This episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast has ended, but never fear. You can find other binge-worthy podcast episodes at rookieleaders.com. If you liked this episode, please rate and write a review in iTunes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And remember to share this episode with your friends and colleagues looking for leadership lessons of their own. We appreciate your support. For more great leadership content, head over to CredibleLeaders.com.